What's up, what's up, what's up, my L.A. fam? This is your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. Before I get into the Lakers-Clippers game last night, just want to say a quick prayer or, or send my prayers over to the people of Ukraine over there in Europe and, uh, and the, aggression, the aggression that they're getting from the Russians. I think the whole thing is ridiculous. Um, personally, I hope the Ukrainians fight back as hard as they can and run the Russians out of their country. That's what I wish. But we need to we need to pray for those people over there because it's, it looks like it's going to get ugly. And the residual effects that this is going to have on the United States is going to be felt in the pocketbook. Of course, prices are going to go up. We are already suffering through some inflation. Um, uh, car prices are going to go up. Gas is going to go up. It's just going to get really messy. And hopefully the United States don't get drawn into the battle itself where we have to send boots to the ground over there in Ukraine and Russia and the rest of Europe. So everyone just send their prayers out to the Ukrainian uh, people. And then hopefully this conflict will end very soon. So last night, of course, was the big game between the Lakers, <clears throat> excuse me, between the Lakers and the Clippers, uh, in which the Clippers won 105 to 102. And of course, I have a few things to say about this game. Uh, the Lakers just seems like they're they're just walking in mud right now. It just does not look good. Uh, the body language wasn't good. The body language with LeBron James was not good. And of course, the rest of the team feeds off of him. And even though the Lakers made a push in the second half or in the third quarter, at least, when they outscored the uh, Clippers 31 to 15, the way I looked at that game, I still thought that the Clippers were going to pull this game out. And that's exactly what they did. The last couple of minutes of this game, two to three minutes of this game was really, really wild as hell, man. I've, I haven't seen anything like that in a while. And I just want to play a few clips of uh, some of the uh, highlights, if you will, and what happened in that last uh, couple of minutes of that game. But of course, I have to put a little music to it. So I'm going to put in the background a little too short, a little blow the whistle. too much. Westbrook drives, explodes, but misses the lefty layup. Another shot for the Clippers. Man penetrates and finishes with the left hand. But that's poor defense by the Lakers. And I'm still going to yell it every time you see me in. What's my favorite word? Why they got to say it like short? You know they can't play on my court. Can't hang with the big dog, stay on the porch. Just a few weeks ago, these teams met, had six lead changes in the final 63 seconds. Clippers one by one. Morris connects, falling down, and the Clippers retake the lead, 103-102. Third lead change in the last 26 seconds. MJG keeps spitting that B to the IMP. Bud B, that's Texas, baby. Ballin' G, that's Memphis, baby. Short dog, that's Oakland, baby. Ain't nothing but Pippin' these days, G. Here comes the double. James gives it up. Anthony, deep three, Door. rainbow short, rebound coming to Lakers, have the foul, and they do with 2.2 remaining. Like me, spit game like 
VIP. Pretty girls in the VIP, they came with Dre. They don't need ID. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. The only thing you can do is go let LeBron break to the corner. Yep. There it is, James falling away. A three comes up short, and the Clippers get a huge win. Don't stop. Just keep rolling downhill, crash and burn, can't stand, fall back. You're doing too much, you can't handle all that. Man, it's been way too long. Time to let the home All right, that's my man, too short, straight from Oakland. Did he just say rolling downhill, crash and burn, you can't handle all that? I might be paraphrasing on that last phrase there. That's typical. That's what the Lakers are doing. Crashing, burning, rolling downhill. Can't handle all that. Blow the whistle. Game over. Game over. Clippers wanted that game a whole lot more than the Lakers did. And the Clippers have won. And give them credit. Give them credit. Clippers have won six straight games against the Lakers now, going, going back to 2020. Now, I know my friends on the L.A. Lakers side. Now, and again, before I say this, you all know, I don't have any emotional ties with the Clippers or the Lakers. I just call them as I see them. No emotional ties whatsoever. L.A. Ray, the unbiased one, baby. I tell you what, they've got the Lakers number right now. And I know what some of my Clipper buddies, I'm sorry, my Laker buddies are going to say, well, until they win 17 championships, they can't say anything. Okay, I mean, if that's Laker fans, if that's what you want to fall back on, if that's what you want to hold on to, that's fine. I get that. I mean, it's true. It's facts, I guess. But... Those 17 championships didn't have a damn thing to do with the game last night. I didn't see Magic Johnson out there playing. I didn't see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar out there playing. Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. I didn't see him out there playing. I didn't see James Worthy. I didn't see Jerry West. Hell, I didn't even see George Mikan, Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West. None of those guys were playing last night. So those 17 championships, it sure didn't help you last night. And... As far as the Clippers are concerned, you know, they can say, you know, yeah, 17 championship. Yep, that's wonderful. But we're going to break this down to a subset of how many times have LeBron James beaten the Clippers since he's been with the Lakers? <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I may have to look that up, but he's lost six straight. He may not have won any. And maybe one. I have to look that up. So the Clipper fans, you know, they can hold on to that. You know, they haven't been in L.A. They've only been in L.A. since 1984. And I get it. Again, I get it. They're trolling back and forth. These are these are city of L.A. rivals. The Clippers are known uh, by some to be the little brother of the Lakers. Now, the Clipper fans obviously don't agree with that. And I don't subscribe to that either. It's what have you done lately? You know, what have you done for me lately? And lately... The Clippers have the Lakers number. It's as simple as that. And last night was a game that I thought the Clippers were just going to blow the Lakers out of the water. I really did. I mean, they came out smoking the Lakers. I'm I mean, the Clippers I'm speaking of. They came out smoking and you had Lou Kennard firing up threes. And the second quarter, the Clippers outscored the Lakers 33 to 25. And I tell you what. If it wasn't for Dwight Howard, who had a very, very good first half, the Lakers would have been down by 25 points. At one point, they were down by 16. And again, if it wasn't for Dwight Howard, they 
would have been done uh, behind by much more. Dwight Howard had one of his best games of the year, finishing five out of 11 from the field, 16 rebounds. I believe he had maybe 11 of those in the first half. I mean, the dude was going crazy. I'm like, look, I'm like, Dwight Howard, where'd that come from? You know, where, where's that been all year? And then the third quarter starts, and then the Lakers, they catch fire. Outscored the Clippers 31 to 15. I mean, in the first half, they looked rather lethargic, big time. LeBron James looked very much uninterested, I would say, in that entire game. He finished six out of 18 from the field, 10 rebounds, or I'm sorry, 11 rebounds, 10 on the defensive end, three assists, one steal, one block, but he also had six turnovers. Now, there was talk all week or after the All-Star game about LeBron James, LeBron James' unhappiness with Rob Palenka, the GM, in that he did not go after any trades or maybe try to make trades and just didn't come to fruition. And James was kind of frustrated. And James made uh, some comments about how good the GM is in Cleveland and how good the GM is in OKC. And then on top of that, he mentioned about how much he wanted to play with his son and it doesn't make a difference. Whoever drafts his son, then that's the team that he's going to play for in his last year. So it seemed like it was just a dig at uh, Rob Palenka and the Lakers. And in my, um, my last episode, I kind of mentioned that, kind of talked about that a little bit. But in my uh, promo that I put on Twitter, the intro to this particular episode, episode number 92 of L.A. Courtside Podcast, I did mention that with the Lakers in this particular game be distracted because of the comments that LeBron James made. Now, it's hard to say whether that was the case or not, but I'm just saying he looked pretty lethargic last night. He almost looked like he had eyes for Cleveland last night in that game. Toward the end of that game, in those last two minutes, you heard the clip. LeBron James, who normally takes the last shot, he took the last shot in the All-Star game, he deferred and, 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 and passed the ball over to Carmelo Anthony, who had a tough 35-footer that fell way short. Normally, LeBron James takes that shot. It doesn't matter whether a double team was coming or not. He normally takes that shot. He deferred, and there you have it. Another loss to the Clippers. Six straight losses. And again, credit the Clippers. I tell you what, man. Ty Lue is one hell of a coach. One hell of a coach. The Clippers, uh, we all know, I, I, we don't even have to mention it, but I'll mention it. I mean, without Kawhi Leonard, without Paul George, those two guys were sitting on the bench together. And Norman Powell, the guy that they just traded for, has a broken foot. And what do they do? They still roll out, you know, guys like Terrence Mann. Nine out of 17 from the field, 10 rebounds, four assists, three steals. Dude runs around the court like a jackrabbit, man. Scored 19 points. Played very, very well. Marcus Morrisinha, another guy that you heard in that one clip while Too Short was playing in the background. Five out of 10 from the field, 10 points. Hit the biggest shot of the game in that last minute or so. The dagger with Russell Westbrook guarding him in that we all know how that was going to turn out in his mug. Marcus Morris senior in his mug. You heard the announcer on that clip that I just played that Russell Westbrook, that defense has to be better than that. I mean, hell man, what were you doing? And how many layups left-handed layups is Russell Westbrook going to miss another clip that you heard 
While Too Short was playing, Russell Westbrook, he drives down the lane with the left hand right at the basket. And it goes, hits the back of the rim. He didn't, he didn't shoot it off the backboard like he should have. Hits the back of the rim, rolls over to the other side. Next thing you know, Terrence Mann is going down for an easy layup. I mean, I, I, come on. Really? Really? And on the Clippers' side, the only, the only play that really did not play that well was Visha Zubak. I mean, I don't know how many short little uh, uh, jump hooks from the baseline that he missed. I know at one point he missed three in a row. He still was three out of seven. Uh, seven rebounds is not bad. Score six points. But he did not have a very, very good game. And then Reggie Jackson. Hey, man, on Twitter last night, I, was, I had some fun with Reggie Jackson. Sometimes, man, that dude... You know, I put a tweet up there with a with a uh, image of Pluto. He got like he was on Pluto last night. I mean, this guy Reggie Jackson. Now, I love Reggie Jackson. Don't get me wrong. Two year extension, twenty two million, eleven million per. You know, based off of what he did in the playoffs last year. Congratulations! But come on, Reg. You know, he drives to the basket sometimes, and he gets up in the air with nowhere to go. He turned the ball over. He must have turned it over at one point. Like It seems like it was like three times in a row. He had five turnovers for the game. But he, again, he drives down the lane. He goes up in the air, you know, out of control, almost, you know, almost like going out of bounds. Then he tries to pass it back into somebody, and they're intercepting, and they're going the other way. Lakers are going the other way. And he had that kind of like a boneheaded play towards the end of the game where they only had 1.8 seconds to get the ball across half court. And he decides to dribble it up. Now, maybe the inbounder should have passed the ball in the front court, but they decided to pass it back to Reggie Jackson and uh, hence the 24 second violation. So that was kind of a boneheaded play. I don't know if you can blame Reggie Jackson for that one. Maybe you can blame Ty Lue for that one. You saw Ty Lue on the sideline saying 1.8. We only have 1.8 seconds left. So I don't know what play he drew up, but that almost backfired on the Clippers. But other than that, the Clippers played. You know, well, Luke Kennard, again, did his thing. Six out of nine from the field. Six rebounds. A couple of assists. Five of eight from beyond the arc. 18 points. Man, that dude can fire. Luke, you should have won that three-point shooting contest, man. I would have won about three stacks. You know, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, come on, man. I laid, I laid you know, a couple hundred dollars on Luke Kennard, you know, through DraftKings.com, by the way, to win that three-point shooting contest, and he fell short. But... You know, in a regular game, you know, Luke Kennard can jack up the three, baby, and he did just that. Uh, Amir Coffey came in the game kind of late and uh, made some huge baskets down the stretch. Five of nine from the field, one of three from beyond the arc, 14 points. Again, Ty Lue knows which buttons to push with this team. The Lakers have more talent, at least in my opinion, collectively anyway. They have more talent than the Clippers do. And for some reason, they just can't get over the hump with the Clippers. And like I mentioned earlier, at the start of this episode, Laker fans, I know what you're going to say, 17 championships, 17 championships, and I'll say it again, I didn't see Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, James Worthy, I didn't see none of them guys out there, Michael Cooper, who I saw on the floor was LeBron James, I saw Russell Westbrook, I saw Dwight Howard, I saw Trevor Ariza, my God, who did nothing. 18 minutes, one of five from the field, two points. Okay, I saw Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves, this was his first career start night. He actually gave the Lakers a boost when he blocked 
Reggie Jackson shot. I mean, that was epic. I mean, hell, everybody got out of their seat out of that. I was jumping up and down and like, oh, man, he got Reggie Jackson back from the last game when they played. When Reggie Jackson's doing a skip to Malou down the court, you know, eyeballing uh, uh, Austin Reeves, pretty much knowing he was going to make the shot, the last shot to win that particular game. So Austin Reeves kind of got a little taste of revenge. Let me let me uh, let you listen to that clip of Austin Reeves blocking his shot. Westbrook is 0 for 3 from the perimeter. Jackson drive. Oh, again, Reeves. The fans light up when they see that. Okay. Shot broken too. Look at the hustle by Reeves. Out of bounds. So it was at that point where the Lakers showed some life, courtesy of Austin Reeves. And that's when the Lakers started to claw back into this game in the third quarter and eventually took the lead. But what happened down the stretch? The Clippers, they executed more. They made the least number of mistakes. And again, there you have it. Another loss by the Lakers to the Clippers, 105 to 102. I'm not sure what's going to happen to LeBron James uh, after this season is over with. Not so sure now that the Lakers are even going to make the playoffs. And if that's the case, the dude may be gone. Again, last night, man, he looked like, and Laker fans, a lot of them last night on Twitter kind of agreed. He looked like he had Cleveland Cavalier eyes last night or wherever Bronny is going to be going. That's another topic for another day. You know, hell, whether he's going to be even drafted or not. But anyway, I'll reserve judgment on that when the time comes. But LeBron just did not have a, a LeBron James-type game last night. Austin, the aforementioned Austin Reeves, again, his first start, two or four from the field. Uh, I think the, the kid, if he's going to start, he needs to shoot the ball a little bit more. He, he passed up a couple of shots. He was wide open. So I think he acquiesced a little bit too much. 33 minutes, he should shoot the ball more than four times. He had six points. But again, he played, you know, he's a pretty tough kid. And he kind of got a little, a little revenge on Mr. Pluto, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Reggie Jackson. Carmelo Anthony, he played pretty well uh, other than that last 35-foot shot that fell way short. He was 7-14 from the field, 4-9 of nine from beyond the arc. Five rebounds, couple of steals, a block, 18 points. Carmelo had a very, very good game. One Laker that did not play all that well, or I would just say it was just very, very quiet, unusually quiet, was Malik Monk. Three of nine from the field, seven points. Six assists, though. He did not have the type of game that he's been having, say, in the last month or so, where he's been balling out big time. The player that really had the, the surprisingly good game for the Lakers was Taylor Horton Tucker. Again, he's like a roller coaster, man. Up, down, up, down, like the stock market or something. 27 minutes, 6 of 9 from the field. 2 of 2 from beyond the arc, 16 points. THT played very well. He played very well. Hell, if he played like this all season, he would have been a nice trade chip. And I'm sure Palinka tried to deal him at the trade deadline, but nobody wanted Taylor Horton Tucker with his inconsistencies that he's been exhibiting all year round. But last night, he played pretty well. So, all in all, again, six straight victories by the Clippers. And right now, they pretty much own the Lakers in this day and age. Not, not 17 years ago, my Laker, my Laker fans, my Laker buddies, my Laker posse. I'm talking about recently, the last two years. I'm going to make, make this a subset. They've owned the Lakers. The Lakers just can't do anything with them. The games have been close. They're not blowing them out or anything like that. They're just executing more 
down the stretch. So as of right now, the Lakers are 27 and 32. Clippers are 31 and 31, right at the 500 mark. And, you know, you don't want to be in that 9-10 playing game, which is look like the Lakers are driving to. Uh, the Clippers possibly can make it to the sixth seed. But if not, they'll be in the playing tournament too. So both of the L.A. teams may end up in the playing tournament. Paul George had his MRI uh, yesterday. As of this recording right now, I don't have any information on that. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. If Paul George comes back, I'm sure that the Clippers will um, at least make it to a sixth seed if he's healthy. If he's healthy. So before I close on this uh, particular episode, episode number 92, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is just too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good, baby. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Boy, we're prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y-467-369. All right, all right, my L.A. fam. Again, this is your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by, as you just heard, DraftKings.com. Before I close this particular episode, episode number 92, as I am marching towards episode number 100. When I first started doing this podcast, I never thought I would have ended up doing 100 episodes. But here I am. Still, still, you know, still doing my thing, marching toward 100. But this episode number 92, I want to close this one with uh, James Harden, uh, uh, Ben Simmons. And I, I briefly touched on this in my previous episode. I cannot wait until Ben Simmons has his first game in Philadelphia. I believe it's somewhere around March 10th, March 11th, somewhere around in there. They better not have an excuse for him not playing in this game. Otherwise, he'd be the punk of the century. Okay, I don't hear nothing about no load management and all this kind of crap. The Philadelphia crowd is going to let his ass have it. And we're going to see how tough this guy really is. You know, some people think he's you know really tough and Philadelphia did him wrong. I don't subscri subscribe to that. But many people do. 
I want to see how he performs in Philadelphia in that very first game, and he goes back there. Uh, James Harden had a pretty good game in his first outing with uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It looks like him and uh, Joel Embiid has nice little chemistry, but again, that's only one game right there. So we got to give that time as well. He's under some pressure himself. I'm speaking of James Harden. Okay, you you you, you know you forced your way out of Houston. And I don't care what anybody says. You forced your way out of Brooklyn. You didn't want to play there. I don't know if it was because of Kyrie, Kevin Durant, or a little bit of both, or whatever the case may be. You wanted to play with Philadelphia. Now you've got your wish. Are you going to force yourself out of Philadelphia if things crash and burn with them as well? We'll see. We'll see, Mr. Harden. We'll, we shall see. We shall see, says the blind man. So, again, I cannot wait for those two players to go up against each other. And particularly interested in how Ben Simmons reacts to uh, the fans of Philadelphia. Again, if you all remember back in the day at the Veterans Stadium, the Philadelphia Eagles, it was a Christmas Day game or something. And uh, those fans booed Santa Claus when he came out to the field. So, you know, what's going to happen when Ben Simmons walks onto that basketball court. So with that, my L.A. fam, thanks again for listening. Uh, uh, whatever you get your podcast from, make sure you subscribe to LA Course App Podcast, whether it be Odyssey, Apple, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, wherever you get your, whatever platform you use, you can find LA Course App Podcast. Again, that's brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And until the next episode of LA Courtside, peace.